1: and Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think.
2: Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. You got
1: five seconds. Sandor is proud to be a sponsor at the Sonoma International Film Festival. Thanks to SIF for 25 years of raising the bar and elevating new talent from around the world. Bringing people together through film, food, wine, and fun. That's our kind of festival. Cheers to a great year for independent cinema.
3: Hello, everyone. Welcome to another Fandor video podcast. My name's Human. I'm here with the great
4: Chris, Chris Kelly. Kelly.
3: <laughs> and, of course our amazing making
4: it all happen oh yeah so good to be here guys thanks who uh
3: we're doing something very special with the sonoma film festival which is we're featuring the films that they have showing this year they're entirely in person for the first time in a couple years and we love sonoma and we love the movies that they're bringing to the to the theaters um our our next guest her name is patricia nazario her film is Backstreets to the American Dream. Patricia, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and then tell us what your film's about?
2: Hey, Chris. Hey, human. Hey. So, hey. So, uh, I'm a journalist. I was just a daily news reporter. I was out on a story, actually, and uh, this situation was unfolding before me. And I just thought, you know what? This is bigger than just uh, like a pickup, a catch up story. And I went back to the newsroom and I was like, you know, this is a pretty big deal. And um, they said, write it up in a memo. And I decided to instead chase it on my own. And I resigned about six months later to do the story full time.
3: And so tell us what the story is. Like, what's your movie about?
2: So Backstreet to the American Dream is a modern day look at the classic American dream. Essentially, what we do is we juxtapose these two worlds. It's this uh, immigrant family that's... Uh, They're like this long-time established uh, seafood truck, a mariscos truck near the swap meet in South L.A. And then there's this pop culture overnight sensation, the first season winners of the great food truck race TV show. So they're overnight rock star success. And then you get to see these two worlds that have unfold through the the vision, through the uh, the representation of the food truck industry
3: what did you learn about the food truck industry like can you give us like something that might surprise
2: us (laughs) that's a good question i heard it was pretty cutthroat back in the day like okay we think back in the day oh yeah in the 80s i knew that that marisco's truck or that taco truck they've been parking there since the 80s no i'm talking like back in the 60s and 70s i mean these guys used to carry guns and knives and uh they would scrap you know they would like call each other out over these spots it's a lot of money. I think we didn't really realize it until the pop culture boom, um, you know, but in the 70s, I mean, these guys were making like 15, 16, $1,700 a week cash, Gosh. largely.
3: Right. Wow. Um, and then like, so at like you could have done a movie about anything. Why this topic? Well, for
2: me, I think what really appealed to me is uh, my family is Puerto Rican. I was born in New York and I lived in um, Paramount out here in Southern California, which is like largely Mexican. Uh, I went to high school in that community and we had that mom and pop taco truck in the corner. You know, it was there night after night the whole time I was in high school. I never thought twice about it. But when the pop culture revolution started happening in Kobe and then when I saw the TV show, I was like, well, wait a minute. How does this stack up against that? And I just was curious. I just really wanted to explore those two worlds. How did did one threaten the other? Uh, Did one pave the way for the other? Um, What was a perception that led to this overnight success? And um, yeah, I was just really curious about the people, not so much the industry, but I think it was more about the people. So on its surface, it's like a documentary about food or maybe street food, but really it's about the people. It's about the everyday lives of these hardworking people, immigrants and Americans
4: so it's it's always about the people at at, at the end of the day and uh and that's how i mean this is how we we connect with each other through film um i am excited to see this
3: what what's uh
4: what was the hardest
3: thing about the uh filmmaking process for you like what what was the thing that you were like oh man this is just getting hard difficult
2: oh my god oh that's such a loaded question for me honestly i think it was editing So, you know, I have, I was a local TV news reporter of the one man band. So I had the camera and used to have to mic people and edit when we got back. But the longest those stories ever were, what, maybe two minutes or two and a half minutes? And then in radio at NPR at KPCC, we had the luxury of doing a bit longer pieces, four minutes, you know, maybe five minutes. And um, so in my head, I had convinced myself that, oh, I got the basics. I know how to shoot video, I know how to edit audio. I could, I could put this together. And um, I don't think I could have been more wrong, to be honest. (laughs) So really, when it came down to telling a story, a 90 minute story. Yeah, it was a whole different ball of wax. And I just had to teach myself. I had to, what I did was I did a whole lot of YouTube university uh, when Mm -hmm. I was away from home. And I uh, would, watch podcasts about how actors like Will Smith constructed their characters and I would use that to deconstruct my story and to help me construct my characters and I did stuff like that uh in my free time and then when I was back at the computer I'd be right back you know uh, stringing out my my interviews and stuff like that so it was I think editing for me was definitely the hardest process
1: and 365 day returns.
3: Hmm. So did you edit it yourself? So you shot this and edited Did you do everything yourself?
4: Basically. Wow, uh, nice. Man. That's fantastic. That is fantastic.
3: You didn't want to <laughs> pay anyone or hire some people? You don't want some help?
2: I would have loved to, but people, I mean, editing, when I started, uh, that was some serious sticker shock. I... Oh, no. uh, Yeah, I mean, I had, you know, I had really good consultants, I have to say, and my attorney was by my side the entire time. He was like, you know, my angel on my shoulder. And so it mattered because they were encouraging me. And and it wasn't until I heard my consultant say, well, you know, just edit it yourself. A lot of first time filmmakers edit their own film. And like, kind of when I heard him say that, it gave me permission. I didn't see myself like as a loser. I was like, because at first I just felt like, dang, you know, if I can't find anybody to edit this, I just was such a loser. And then when I, when I, when we had that conversation, it just kind of gave me permission to explore that. And I just went for it. I, you know, I bought whatever I needed, another TV monitor and upgraded my computer system. And then, like I was saying, you know, a whole lot of YouTube university. Excellent. I mean,
4: you you, you got, you got to power through these things and uh, I'm just excited to, to, to see the result. Yeah, me too.
3: So, um, what day and time is your film playing at the Sonoma Film Festival?
2: So we got two screenings, which is so awesome. We're screening Thursday at nine o'clock in the morning, which is, uh, and then uh, Saturday at nine thirty in the morning. So the twenty fourth and the twenty sixth, Thursday and Saturday, at the Cinema Film Festival. Really cool.
3: So Patricia, tell us a few films that inspire you, movies that you go back to time to time just to get you know the feel goods.
2: Uh, as, a as, a, as a documentary filmmaker, I would say the ones that really speak to me are films like um, Blackfish or uh, Forks Over Knives, uh, Food, Inc. I mean, I think for me, it's always been about um, leveling the playing field. That's kind of what drew me to journalism in the first place. Not so much social justice, but certainly giving people a voice. And uh, and I love when, um, journalistically, I see that unfold. Um, Killing Cove, right, that film about the dolphins, stuff like that, that just really enlightens, like, that's kind of like the, uh, you know, hoity-toity way to say it. But I mean, I think uh, film is such an important way. Um, Our society is so hungry for content. I think news has become increasingly shorter and shorter, news stories, and people just want to really have more context, and that's where documentaries come in.
4: Well, I think that the food movie, uh, that there's, there's just so much possibility in the food movie. I, I produced a movie called Jared Dreams of Sushi um, that, uh, that, that, you know, where, where we got to explore, um, you know, the, the it turned into a family story. It was about people ultimately. But it was I, also know about delicious I know that film. I know that film. Good for right? you. <laughs> I
2: didn't know you produced that. That's yeah. fabulous. In in my trajectory, I met, one of the editors I met, uh, who well, I couldn't afford, was very Random. kind and gave Random? me a list of films to okay. see and yours was on that. List. Oh great. Okay.
4: <laughs> and, uh, brand, Brandon Driscoll Luttinger was the editor of that. And David Gelb you know, went on to do Chef's Table for Netflix, the director. Um, they, 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 they still work together on, on a whole bunch of different stuff and are, and are good guys and good friends. So, Oh, that's awesome. That um, awesome. So Patricia, how can people get in touch with you if they so- want to learn more?
2: Yeah. So the film is backstreetfilm.com. And by the way, just want to give a shout out to Jaritos. They are our film festival partner, our promotional partner, and of course, Dolores Suelta, our executive producer. And uh, my personal website is patricianazorio.com. And yeah, we're here. So please reach out.
4: Fantastic. This is going to be a fun one.
3: Yeah, Patricia, we wish you nothing but the best. Congratulations, Congratulations. on Sonoma. Uh, you're going to love the film festival. There's nowhere quite as beautiful. The people are so warm and welcoming. I have a feeling something really good's going to come out of that festival for you.
2: Thank you so much. I'm looking forward to it. Thank you guys for taking the time for having me and discussing this film. I really
1: appreciate it.
4: Thanks, Patricia. All right. Okay. Have a good one.
1: All right, you too. Bye-bye. You got five seconds. Bandor is proud to be a sponsor at the Sonoma International Film Festival. Thanks to CIF for 25 years of raising the bar and elevating new talent from around the world. Bringing people together through film, food, wine, and fun. That's our kind of festival. Cheers to a great year for independent cinema. Planning for your next trip?